In this episode of Josh Reads Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read The Canticle of Jack Kerouac by Lawrence Ferlinghetti from his collection of poems, These Are My Rivers, New and Selected Poems. The Canticle of Jack Kerouac 1. Far from the sea, far from the sea of Breton fishermen, the white clouds scudding over Lowell and the white birches, the bare white birches along the blear night roads flashing by in darkness, where once he rode in Pop's old Plymouth, and the birch-white face of a Merrimack Madonna shadowed in streetlight by Merrimack shroudy waters, a leaf blowing upon sea wind out of Brittany over endless oceans. 2. There is a garden in the memory of America. There is a nightbird in its memory. There is a Dante Canterbury in a garden in the memory of America, in a secret garden, in a private place, a song, a melody, a night song echoing in the memory of America, in the sound of a night bird outside a lower window, in the cry of kids in tenement yards at night, in the deep sound of a woman murmuring, a woman singing broken melody in a shuttered room in an old wood house in Lowell as the world cracks by thundering like a lost lumber truck on a steep grade in Kerouac, America. The woman sits silent now, rocking backward to Whistler's mother and Lowell and all the tough old Canuck mothers and Jack's mamere, and they continue rocking, and they still, on stormy nights, show through as a phantom afterimage on silent TV screens, a flickered afterimage that will not go away, in Moody Street, in Bailu Street, in Dirt Street Sarah Avenue in Port Tucketville, and in the church of St. Jean-Baptiste. 3. In the old Wortham Bar in Lowell Mass at midnight, in the now of 1987, Kerouacian revelers crowd the wood booths, ancient with carved initials of a million drinking bouts, the clouts of the shrouded stranger upon each wood pew, where the likes of Kerouac Lumberjack fainted their defiance of dung and death. Ah, the broken wood and the punker fan still turning cool cord wavings of the breath of the Buddha, still lost in Lowell's vast tragedy of darkness, with Jack. 4. And the Four Sisters Diner, also known as The Owl, Sunday morning now, March 87, or any year of Sunday specials, scrambled eggs and chopped ham, the bright booths loaded with families, Lowell, Greek and Gaspé, French, Jules Patois and Argos, Argos, Spartan slaves escaped into the new world here incarnate in a rush of blood of American Sunday morning, and Tijin, Jacques Kerouac, comes smiling in baseball cap, cocked up, hungry for mass in this church of all hungry saints, haunts of all night owls, blessing every booth. 5. Ah, he, the silent smiler, the one with the lumberjack shirt and the cap with flaps askew, blowing his hands in winter as if to light a flame, the shrouded stranger knew him as Tijin the Smiler, grooking past red brick mill buildings down by the river run. Oh mighty Merrimack, thunderous husher, where once upon a midnight, then young Tijin danced with Maymay in the moon-drowned light and rolled upon the greenswood his mother and lover, all one with Buddha in his arms. 6. And then, Tijin Jack, with jeweled tongue, disguised as an American fullback in plaid shirt, crossing and recrossing America in speedy cars, a Dr. Sachs shadow shadowing him like a shroudy cloud over the landscape. Song of the Open Road sung drunken with Whitman and Jack London and Thomas Wolfe, still echoing through a 1930s America, 
a 1940s America, an America now long gone except in broken down, dusty old Greyhound bus stations, in small lost town, Tijin's vision of America, seen from a moving car window, the same as Wolf's lonely sweeping vision, glimpsed from a coach train long ago, and thus did he see first the dark land. And so Jack, in an angel midnight bar somewhere west of middle America, where one drunk Madonna, shades of one on a Merrimack corner, makes him a gesture with her eyes, a blue gesture, and Tijin answers, only with his eyes, and the night goes on with them, and the light comes up on them, making love in a parking lot. 7. In the dark of his fellaheen night, in the light of the illuminated stations of the cross and the illuminated grotto down behind the funeral home by roar of river, where now Tijin alone returned to Lowell in one more doomed wolfian attempt to go home again, gropes past the twelve stations of the cross, reciting aloud the French inscriptions in his Jules accent, which makes the plaster French Christ laugh and cry as he hefts his huge cross up the eternal hill, and a very real tear drops in the grotto from the face of the stoned virgin. 8. Light upon light, the mountain keeps still. 9. Hands over ears, he steals away with the bell. Thank you. And on to the commentary for The Canticle of Jack Kerouac. Uh, so for anyone wondering, a canticle is a hymn or chant, typically with a biblical text uh, that forms part of a regular church service. Um, what I like that Ferlinghetti's done is he sort of replaced a biblical text, more or less, uh, with the works and life of, of Kerouac. Um, so if anyone's familiar with Jack Kerouac's work, you will have noticed, hopefully, a lot of references to his books. So he starts off um, a CSC, and one of the very early novels that Kerouac wrote that never got published until about five years ago uh, was The Sea is My Brother. It's one of his earliest novels. Not really sure if, you know, if it would have been a bad thing, if it had stayed lost, but that's, I guess, not a conversation for another day. And then the, the poem moves through um, Kerouac's life, talks about Lowell, talks about Tijin, which is, you know, little, little Jack in French, I think, something along those lines. Um, and so each section isn't, isn't cleanly broken up into Kerouac's life, but there's references to his novel On the Road, there's blatant reference to Dr. Sachs, because it says Dr. Sachs in the, in the poem, but the, re the references to Mary Mac as well is, there's a few references to Maggie Cassidy in here, um, to Jack's mother and that kind of, I don't want to say awkward relationship, but very complicated relationship that he had with his mother. Uh, there's character of Buddhism is in here, uh, the American Knight, and, and the poem actually does a lot of uh, quotes, Kerouac. It's, when you read the poem, it's in brackets or it's in quotations, and it's directly referencing Kerouac's phrasing and, and language. And it keeps going, as it gets on, and kind of the poem keeps going, and it kind of, Kerouac goes back home at the very end of everything, you know. He sort of spent a lot of last years of his life not really enjoying the fame. He thought the fame was going to be great, it was going to give him lots of money, he was going to be able to keep writing and publishing, and that that dream, what turned out to be a pipe dream, it just it never happened. 
Um, and as the poem kind of goes on, Bill Gay references you know Tom Wolfe and and Whitman, and and Jack London. And these are all sort of some of Kerouac's biggest literary idols, and he wanted to do you know he wanted to be the Thomas Wolfe sort of. He started off wanting to be Thomas Wolfe, and then realized that wasn't going to work in 1930, 1940s, 1950s America. He had to be Jack Kerouac for it to work. Um, and then the poem ends, sections eight and nine of the poem are two haiku, and, and Kerouac and, and please forgotten his name. But, Greg, but Kerouac is, is attributed as being one of the authors who helped sort of bring um, haiku, popularized haiku. And I'm just going to excuse the awkward pause while I go find out the poet who sort of turned Kerouac onto it all. Um, it wasn't Ferlinghetti, it was, it was, where's the book? Gary Snyder. Gary Snyder was the one who got Kerouac onto haiku and was a big influence. And so for the canticle to end on a couple of nice haikus of sort of American style, um, is really fitting. Um, and the whole, the sort of heavy, heavy religious imagery at the end as well, like talking about the stations of the cross and he huge, he's he, he hefts his huge cross up the eternal hill and a very real tear drops in the grotto from the face of the stoned virgin. It's like a mixing that religion and, and drugs and, and Kerouac's life being sort of a return to go home. Uh, so I really, I mean, I really enjoyed reading this poem because I'm a big fan of Kerouac's work and I enjoy Ferlinghetti's poetry. Um, I feel like Ferlinghetti was a much better poet, is a much better poet than Kerouac. Um, although I don't know if Ferlinghetti quite gets the credit he deserves. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this poem as much as I enjoyed reading it, as much as I got out of it as well, as I hope. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. As ever, I really appreciate your time. And I was, appreciate the fact that you're listening to this. Uh, thank you.